Welcome to the Thundercast, your source for all things SCU sports. I'm your host, Connor Sanders, joined by Kelton Jacobson. Kelton, my man, how are you experiencing this fine Tuesday morning? I'm great. I am great. I'm excited for the conference tournament. It's happening, Connor. We're here. I know. We've been looking forward to this all year. It it seemed like it would never come, but the Big Sky Conference basketball championships are this week for both the men's and women's team. Uh, we're dating ourselves. We're recording this Tuesday morning so that you are aware that the women's game that will happen at 2 p.m. this afternoon will probably have been played by the time mm-hmm. uh, you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a big week for SU, uh, the men's team, beginning their campaign on Thursday, the women's team uh, starting on Tuesday at 2 p.m. So we'll, like I said, you'll already know the results by the time you hear this, but uh, still got some analysis for you. But the big news coming out of the of the Big Sky this week uh, in anticipation for the conference tournament was the announcements of the all-conference teams and all of the awards. It's awards season, and I'd say on the men's side at least, SU uh, was well represented. Oh, they got a lot of love there. I, I agree. Um, and that was that was a fun podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, it'll be the one right before this one on the Thundercast where yes. you, me, and, and, and Hayden uh, Coombs got together and, and made our predictions. Uh, Connor, how did your predictions go? Uh, I got one bad one. Got one bad one. I got four really good ones, and my instinct, uh, I should have trusted my instincts. Uh, so what what we got right last week, we all called four of the starters, all, all three of us. We all had uh, Isaiah Brown from Weber State, Tanner Groves from Eastern Washington, Kim Aiken Jr. also from EWU, and then Cameron Porter from Northern Arizona, Kelton, you were the only one willing to go out on a limb and and say that Tev would be named a first teamer, and indeed Tevion Jones has been named to the first team. Uh, he was listed fourth, which means he got the fourth most amount of first team votes. So he wasn't a unanimous selection, right. but he's the first first teamer in Big Sky Conference history for SUU, um, and this is also the first time that this many players from SUU have been selected to the team, mm-hmm. as well as Mason Fawcett. And John Knight III were both named to the second team. And then uh, Dre Marine was named to the honorable mention team. Uh, the guy I missed on was Bodie Hume. I thought Bodie yeah. Hume would get way more uh, recognition. Yeah, he was in He was in my first team. I actually didn't have uh, Kim Aiken Jr. in my first team. Oh, you, you, so Kim you Aiken, missed on Kim. Yeah, so I had, in my in my predictions, I had Brown, Groves, Shelton, um, Hume, and, and then Tev. Tev, and I had Kim Aiken Jr. in my second okay. team. And so Hume didn't even right. make the first or the second yeah. team. Hume is on the third Hume's team. Hume's on the third team, which is a bad look for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got that one wrong. I also thought Drupal Bello would be uh, maybe get a little bit more love. He ended up on the third team. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Johnson, the second from Northern Colorado, I he wasn't even really on my radar I that much. He was him. kind of a fringe mm-hmm. guy. He was named to the third team as well. But other than that, we actually did really well. Yeah. Uh, the full list you can find online, but uh, if you want to check that out more extensively, but I'm proud of us. We did pretty good. I, th- I think we did pretty good. Um, yeah, I think SU got a ton of love. Uh, well really deserved, do. and well deserved. I mean, hey, you went, you lose three games, three games, the entire in, season, the entire season. Yeah, Only two in conference, and they were both tough. Yeah, you're you're gonna get some love. Um, They've. Uh, it's crazy looking back on the regular season now, because like they definitely could have run the table. Yeah, they were close. That one bad so Weber close. game, that one. Weber game where they missed their first like yeah. seven shots and just couldn't get back into it, yep. and then the heartbreaker at Eastern Washington, and then they lose on the buzzer beater to Loyola. Mm-hmm. They could be undefeated right now. Like, 
it, that's not that no. far outside the realm of no, possibilities. Absolutely. I, I, the, that Eastern Washington game, the first one, was really the first time. I mean, I don't know. You can you can say that Loyola Marymount game. It's the first yeah. game of the season. But that Eastern Washington game was the first time that we kind of saw any weaknesses in SU's game. True. Um, and then I'm sure if there was one game in the world there that Todd Simon wants to throw out of the window, it's that Weber State uh, yes, game absolutely. in Ogden. That was that was just ugly, man. Ugly. Yeah. Uh, Connor, how about John Knight though? Yeah, that's one thing, man. John came on so strong toward the end of the season. I'll go out and claim it right there. I, I had John as like a third team level guy yeah. coming in, but he finished the season so strong against Portland State. Saw him bank in a three-pointer, get a couple <laughs> dunks in. Uh, yeah, John was fantastic in those last two games. As SCU claimed the regular season conference championship, which I hope you know by now, but that's a huge deal for a team that I think seven years ago went something like 1-19 uh, in their second season in the Big Sky. To yep. fast forward, not even two full generations of players later, and they are winning the conference outright. No yeah. no share no, no share of the conference tournament like football. Right. This is outright... They are the conference the best champions, team. the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And really, they only missed Montana State and Northern Colorado due to COVID protocols yeah. and yeah. Idaho State, yeah, which Idaho I guess State. they ended up being a high, kind of a high seed. But I think that uh, nobody, the, the whole underdog narrative that they have kind of built their identity around, uh, I think that is fading at this point. They, they were listed seventh in media rankings before the season. Yeah. Yeah. So they have hung their hat on on this idea that they are not getting the respect they deserve. But at this point... Uh, I think that they are getting the exact right amount of respect. Go, I, I remember, I mean, in the first, I feel like it was the first press conference after a, a post-game press conference, um, John Knight said, we're we're upset. We're, we're kind of mad <laughs> that yeah. we were ranked that low. And, and yeah, we read it, we heard it, and and we're here to prove everyone wrong, and they did. Um, but, yeah, I tons of love on the on the. All big sky teams. I think that's huge. Uh, I'm I'm extremely happy for Dre Marine too. I think that's a tremendous way to finish your senior season is to get on one of those teams because he's just been consistent for four straight years. Yeah, and now he he gets the honor. Yeah, been deserving. Uh, finally gets recognized. Um, in ter- in terms of individual awards, uh, kind of the usual suspects. What we were expecting. The only one I have beef with. Beef with. Well, I have two. Newcomer of the year was Isaiah Brown, who was unanimously voted uh, to the first team. I feel like Tevion Jones could really challenge uh, for that award, and maybe the voting was close. I'd be curious to see what the separation was like there, but I, I think you could probably make the case for either guy. Right, yeah. uh, the top reserve was Tyler Robertson, who started more games <laughs> than he came off the bench for, um, which is a little strange. I don't make the rules. But uh, the big individual award for SGU is that Todd Simon has been named the coach of the year mm-hmm. for the 2020-21 season in the Big Sky. I mean, if, how, if how he would have lost it, it would have been crimes. How, how do you not win that award? You come in the season ranked yeah. seventh. I mean, you had an okay season last season, but then you had so much turnover yeah. that how do you, how do you not win yeah, You replace award? three starters, mm-hmm. and the team only gets substantially better. Yeah. Like... That's a huge accomplishment. Todd absolutely deserves that recognition. And uh, now they have to stack up and get ready for the conference tournament. Um, but before we move on to them, I also want to mention the Women's Basketball Awards. Uh, Liz Graves for SU was named to the second team 
which I think we both have a little bit of of qualms with. Um, Sharita Doherty was named to the honorable mention team. Alicia Davis was named the player of the year. And then the coaches at Montana State and Idaho State were named the co-coaches of the year um, for women's basketball. Let's start away from Liz so we don't get you too heated (laughs) off the start. I feel like so heated. (laughs) I feel like uh, Tracy Sanders should have got a little bit more love uh, for coach of the year, given all the the like just unusual circumstances. SGU had the biggest problem with COVID outbreaks. Yep, they have had huge injury stuff come up. Yep, and they have still kind of maintained uh, a decent level of play despite losing basically their two most important bench players. Yep, so. Uh, I mean, you yeah. you want to talk about preseason rankings? SU women's were ranked eighth in both coaches and media poll coming Ended up in, finishing fifth, finishing fifth. Had an argument for fourth, maybe could have done it if they would have won that last game, but we'll, we won't spend too much time on that. Yeah, um, yeah, I I can get behind you on that. Tracy Sanders. I mean, she, I mentioned Todd Simon had roster turnover. Tracy Sanders had an entirely <laughs> new <laughs> Literally, roster. Yeah. Uh with with like you know, Maddie Eaton and Dari Franson were the only yeah, contributors coming yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. So um I, I, I'm with you there. Uh but hats off to, you know, Idaho State, Montana State. Um, maybe even the coach of Idaho should have gotten a little bit of love too yeah. in that in that co coach of the year. He, he I mean if you're gonna start wins, splitting yeah. awards, I mean, <laughs> why not just make an award for everyone? Yeah, and the opinion. the thing with Montana State is they ended up being um Let's see. The Montana State didn't even have like that good of a season. They were the third seed, so like, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I. But I feel like the team that uh, most outperformed expectations would be SUU. I I was I remember writing the preview for um, the T Birds and the and Montana State before that game got canceled. And as I was writing it, I was like, we have a shot. <laughs> we have a shot yeah. at, at winning this game. I mean, at the time, um, I'm pulling up. SU schedule. They had just, uh, just dominated Dixie State. They just beat Dixie State by thirty six, and so they were coming on off of that really, really strong win. And they were going to go. Uh, they had they had um, Montana State coming into Cedar City, so yes. I felt that they could have, you know, bested them, and that could have swung things, you know, for the better for SU. But again, COVID, you know, like you said, Connor, they had the worst luck in COVID. So. Yeah, and that's no shade to to Montana State, Darian White. If you're out there listening. Uh, maybe the very best Big Sky Conference player ever. She's a sophomore, mm-hmm. and she's already been named to the first she's team. She's so good. And, yeah, so you were not lucky to avoid having to play that game, but uh, of the, the opponents on the schedule that you had to miss, the that one was one that you are maybe okay to, yeah, but to you kick kinda, down the road. You kind of want the Darian White versus Sharita Doherty ma- matchup. That would be fun to watch. Yeah, she, yeah she's a great perimeter defender. Um, but now with with award season in the books, all that's left uh, in the season is on court action. Are you are you not are you not gonna give me my list? Oh, Graves we gotta time. give. Oh, we before we move on. <laughs> I did. I know you got a whole column prep for this. I don't yes. want to harp on it too much, but no. Kelton is big mad that Liz oh, Graves was left off the first goodness team. Goodness gracious! We all knew it was coming. Connor, I didn't think Liz Graves was just not going to make the first team. I thought she was going to win the the. The, p- the conference Pody? player of the you year. You thought so? And if it wasn't her, it was going to be Beyonce B. Yeah, that, I thought Alicia Davis was kind of a strange uh, uh, pick. Alicia Davis was a very strange pick, and, and I will go very into depth with that in my column that is going to be <laughs> published in the next few days. Uh, so be looking out for that. TED Talk, maybe. <laughs> but I, I think I think uh, if I can say it on this podcast, I'm going to. I, I think she got snubbed. Um, I think Big Sky definitely 
owes her a little bit more love than they gave her. And I'm just going to leave it at that so we can move on to this podcast. But Liz Graves, if you're listening, you got snubbed. You deserved first yeah. team and P- Pody recognition. Second in points per game. I believe second in rebounds per game as well. First in points per game. Second in rebounds per game. Okay. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. That's really hard to make an argument that that player does not deserve oh to be on the first gosh. team. But when you transfer within the conference, there's going to be hard feelings. Yeah, hard feelings. I get it. I get it. So Liz ends up on the second team. Uh, and then Sharita on the honorable mention team. I think you could also argue that Sharita maybe deserved a little bit more love than honorable mention, yeah. but she's got a whole senior year to build on that. Yeah, so. yeah, she'll be she'll be SU's best player next season, most likely. I I love Sharita probably more than anyone else here at SUU. Uh, she 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 had a tendency to disappear at times, and so I I think you know the honorable mention yeah. might be right where she needs to. The, the other SU player, I think who deserves some recognition was Dari Franzen. I mean, you want to talk consistency. She was consistent all season. If you're going to give it to Sharita, you might need to give it to Dari. But again... Too much foul trouble for me. uh, (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. Look for my column. Yes. Okay. So now, officially with award season in the books, thank you. all that that is left is our on-court action. Uh, The SU men's basketball team tips off conference play on Thursday at 11 a.m. against either Northern Colorado or Sacramento State, whoever wins Mm -hmm. uh, that first-round matchup because the T-Birds won the bye, being the one seed. Uh, The T-Birds beat the Hornets by a combined score of 155 to 126 across the two games that they played in February. But SU did not play against Northern Colorado due to a COVID-19 cancellation. At 19-3, the T-Birds are on their way to one of their best seasons in program history, perhaps the very best. Uh, all they'd need to do to cap off and make it officially their best season would be to make the conference tournament. But Kelton, what do they got to do this week in Boise to claim that bid in the NCAA tournament? I think they got to take care of business in their first two games, and I, I, I think they need to show no weaknesses in their first two games. So okay. whether you come out against Northern Colorado or... Um, Sacramento State, um, which I predict is Sacramento State, but we'll get into that later. We, I think SU would like very much like it for I, it to be Sacramento I State. I agree. I agree. Um, and then you you got to take care of business against Idaho State or Montana State. Neither of those teams you saw. Connor, do you think that's an advantage for the T Birds? Yes, coming in. Yeah, I think it is. Really? Because SU can the the types of like not only have they they've been hiding stuff all year. I feel like there's been some like. Uh, defensive stuff that they can try like mm-hmm. they, they've shown a little bit of zone but they haven't like other than that game against Sac State they haven't just like gone zone for like right. really extended stretches that they, they don't they haven't pressed all that much um, I think that they have a lot of new stuff to show teams that they've already played and I don't think Idaho State and Montana State will have the know-how just because like when you play that t- when you play them twice in a row everybody has been a little bit better prepared mm-hmm. to try and that slow John time. and Tev down in mm-hmm. the second game mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like in the first game, especially not having even faced the the offense and the athletes that SU has, I think that's really tough. But let's look at the bracket uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, SU would face Northern Colorado, Sacramento State, the winner of that game on Thursday. And then Friday, they take on either Idaho State or Montana State, who both were canceled, as you mentioned, uh, due to COVID-19, both the games they had scheduled. And then from there, SU is already into the final, likely to face either Eastern Washington or Weber State, um, getting the one seed is huge. Yeah, it's absolutely oh, huge. Yeah. Avoiding Weber State in Eastern Washington was necessary. It's massive. Yeah. So they theoretically they will be the most fresh. Like, assuming that they get Sacramento State and that Northern Colorado, who hasn't played in more than a month mm-hmm. due to their own COVID stuff that they've had to deal with, you could probably 
send out Nick Fleming for those last 10 minutes of that game. Assuming that SU comes out and performs yeah. well, keep everybody fresh, and then just focus on those last two games. Whereas Eastern and uh, <laughs> and Weber, their, their path to the final is much more difficult. Eastern will have to take either NAU or, or Portland State. Not too tough. Right. Weber has to take either Montana or Idaho. But then they have to play each other. Yeah, then they got to beat the tar out of each other <laughs> Which, the uh, night before at 8 p.m. <laughs> and then they got to play the next day. Yeah, yeah, they have not even 24 hours to recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try and come at SUU. I, I mentioned this. Uh, I was just playing around and looking at the, the bracket. And uh, NAU comes in as a tent seed, and then they're going to play Eastern Washington. Uh, if they beat Portland State, they're going to play uh, Eastern Washington. I, I predict here, Connor. If NAU beats Portland State, they'll beat Eastern Washington. Is that what they're going to beat Eastern no, Washington? No, no, no. Cam <laughs> Shelton is going to go nuts. <laughs> hey man, that second game of SU and the NAU and Flagstaff—that was the most disrespectful performance I've ever seen. I think for Cam Shelton. No, yeah, they shut Cam Shelton down for one thing, <laughs> and for another thing, SU just were like, "We're up thirty. We don't give a hoot." We're going to keep <laughs> running up the score. No, sh- I do not believe in any of you at all. Anyway, uh, we got it. So the things that I think need to happen. Yeah. First off, you need Tevion Jones to be consistent. Yes. He needs to get to the free throw line more than anything. Uh, get his opportunities in transition when they come. And then I think a, a lot will come down to the minutes that uh, Ivan Madunic contributes compared to when he's on the bench. Uh, I think that we'll probably see a lot of Mays at the five, I think they're going to kind of roll. This is just this is the time just to roll out your best players. Yeah. I think the, the rotation will be cut down slightly. We might see maybe a little bit of Marquise Moore, maybe a little bit of Nick Fleming, maybe some on and moody time. But I think for the most part, it'll be, it's gonna seven, be six. seven, eight players max. Yeah, yeah. You And Harry's that sixth guy who's just going to come in and you know play most of the minutes next to Mays down low. Um, I agree. I, I don't know, especially in the conference tournament, how much you can afford to play Anand Moody. As much as I love Anand Moody, I mean... The he, first two games, I bet you can actually get some good Anand time. Some good Anand time. But in that last one, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's he's tough uh, to plan around defensively. Connor, you hit it on the nose, though, about Tev as far as getting to the free throw line. Um, look at this. Uh, as far as getting to the free throw line in the second game against Eastern Washington that SEU won, um, Tev scored 27 and went ten for ten uh, from the from the free throw line, and then against Weber State um, in that second game, which they won, he scored seventeen and went to the free throw line seven times. So needs to get more than two or three th- free throws yeah. in the game. And he's been one of the most consistent free throw shooters in the entire conference this season. That's a huge part. Eighty six percent on the season. Yeah. Huge part of why he was named at the first team. I'd say mm-hmm. um, it really just and even this stays back to last year. I think. SU's been at their best when they've been getting to the line. They shot more free throws than any other team in the conference, despite having played a, a, a few less games due to other COVID stuff. Uh, so they were first in free throws, and they were second to last in three-point shooting percentage. Hmm. So you have to take that with a grain of salt because the T-Birds also have the best, uh, in terms of volume, they, they make more three-pointers per game than any other right. team in the conference. That's kind of a limited sample uh, because they, they didn't play as many games as everybody else did, but... Um, to me, what could be their potential downfall is if they get into a shootout where somebody wants them to take mm-hmm. a bunch of three pointers, like Eastern Washington might, mm-hmm. and they fall into just trying to outshoot. Whereas I think that they need to prioritize John. You need to get to the line a ton, yeah, a ton. I love when he posts up. 
That's one of my favorite new wrinkles that they've added where John can just see a smaller guard and just put his butt on him and back him all the way down to the post. Like it's, there's very few guards in the conference that are as strong as him. And I don't think there are any that are as athletic. Oh no. Uh, the tendency that happens though, is that if John gets kind of walled off, it's like kick the ball around until Tev can shoot three point. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And if they do all those things, I, yes, they're going to match up between Eastern Washington and to, to go, or excuse me, Eastern Washington or Weber State. Um, to go to your point, Connor, a, a shootout against Eastern Washington, you're you're probably just not going to win it. Yeah. You're probably not going to win exactly it. exactly what they would want. Um, a shootout against Weber, though, you might Maybe. stand a chance. I mean, they have Isaiah do you, Brown. Do you start Demonte McIntyre? <laughs> oh, <dude>. I, I <laughs> Just to get in Isaiah Brown's head. That's... I, I put that in, uh, like I said, I was just messing around <laughs> writing some things on a on a blog for a class, and I, I said, start him, Todd. <laughs> start him, Todd. Um, but, it would be, I mean, yeah, it would be psychological warfare right there. Oh, man, can you, imagine, big steal. can you imagine being Isaiah Brown? Like, shoot, it's like, the, it's like the in the NBA Finals, the San Antonio Spurs against the Miami it's Heat like when Kawhi Leonard again, checks yeah. back in, and he, <laughs> camera flashes over to LeBron, he's like, dang it. So, uh, yeah, exactly. no, I, I, yeah, but... I also think, too, if you match up against Weber State, and I was a little bit more pessimistic, but as the week has gone on, I mean, it's only Tuesday, but as the week has gone on, I've I've opened up the chance to potentially getting by Weber State. Um, Weber State, that first game, everything went right for Weber State, and everything went, went wrong, wrong for yep. SUU. I mean, Cody Carlson in that Weber State he game, first great. game. great. He was amazing. He hasn't had a game like that, not even close since. He's yeah. averaging like three points a game right now. And and he <laughs> killed the, the the Thunderbirds in in August. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic towards uh, SU versus Weber State. But I agree the shootout against Eastern Washington. Oh yes. Ooh. Other things to watch out for. Um, if any of the fringe guys do get time, that's Damani, Nick Fleming, Anna Moody, Marquis Moore. You I really hope we don't see any Jack Ospergo minutes uh, <laughs> in this tournament. D Barnes. If those guys see the court at all, if you get anything positive from them, it's massive. Yep. It's huge. If you can float the next three minutes with John on the bench or with Tev on the bench, mm-hmm. it is so big. This is how you win championships. Oh, yeah. Oh, by yeah. surviving with your fringe guys. Not mm-hmm. that you have to win those minutes. Not that you have to like do anything other than just survive. Oh, yeah. And I think that at this point, Marquise, I absolutely trust. I do. Yeah. He's, he had a tremendous he end of the season. Has, has improved as the season has gone on. Uh, I'm so glad he was ruled eligible, and I D a little bit maybe less. He he's, hasn't uh, been as consistent. Uh, Moody same category. Fleming too. Monty kind of has his own niche, you know. That, yeah, I mean, and I think you will. We will see him at some point. You'll see him at yeah. When Todd says, "Hey, I need to stop," he's going to put the money. But in if, for a play. if you can get a couple of good Nick Fleming pick and roll possessions, and you can find a way to generate a few shots for Moody. Yep hopefully like in the first half and uh, kind of sustain the offense so the guys will be fresh. Right. I think that that goes a long way. And the other thing to watch out for, I'd say, is ball movement. Mm-hmm. Um, T-Birds actually lead the conference in assists per game right now mm-hmm. as a team. And, uh, I mean, John Knight's a big driving force behind that, but the offense can really zip the ball around sometimes. Like, yeah. like just the driving kick, uh, half seconds to make your decision whether you're going to shoot, pass, or try and drive. Like When the offense is really cooking and moving fast like that, You've got, what, four guys that you trust in facing up and trying to get past the defender. Like, mm-hmm. Harry can do it. You know John can do it. Tev can do it. Dre can do it. Maze, Maze has actually, those post moves. Yeah, Maze from, from the short corner and in can do it too. So, athletically, I feel like they're the best team in the conference. And uh, 
they absolutely have a chance of winning this thing. Yeah, and and they can get good looks at the three, and as long as Dre Marine is shooting 50% from the like three. Like he has been, man. Dre, you have the green light, sir. I'm not Todd Simon, but shoot yeah. it, Dre. Well, and he's talked about in the post game that we did with him that he's his confidence is just at an unreal level right now. It should be. And I, I, I have huge uh, expectations. Yeah. I'm very optimistic. And maybe even if they if they run the table and like really perform well in the conference tournament, they might even be able to jump to like a 13 seed or something. Yeah, like Montana's been stuck at a 15 seed the last two years that there has been a conference tournament. If SU only lose three games in the entire season, mm-hmm. it, they could they could at least overpunch that 15 seed ranking mm-hmm. and be a 14 seed, which is way man- more manageable, much more oh, manageable yeah. than a, a two 15 matchup. So yeah. this is huge, and I am extremely excited. So tune in Thursday. Um, the SU women's basketball team has survived a, n- survived a number of COVID-19 cancellations and bad injury luck to claim a bye in the conference tournament as the fifth seed. At 11-18, the T-Birds face Northern Colorado at 2 p.m. Tuesday. That will likely have already, well, not likely, it will have happened by the time you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to talk about the women's team in terms of their chances. So they face UNC in their first game. Yep. If they win that, they'll face the winner of Idaho State or Portland State which most likely would be Idaho State, who is the number one yes. seed. Mm-hmm. That is a very tough matchup um, to get past. Uh, and then they would have to play Idaho potentially in the championship if they were able to survive that long. Yeah. Yeah. You you just hope that SCU can come in and, and, and beat Northern Colorado in round two, I guess, technically is round yes. two. Um, they beat Northern Colorado on back in February in game one. Game two was obviously canceled. Um, and I am I am here for the Liz Graves versus Alicia Davis matchup. I am here yes. for it, Connor. That'll be fun. I am here for it. So I yeah, think that'll be a Liz great game. will battle down there. Oh, yeah. I think if SCU win that first game, they so they didn't play against Idaho State. They had the COVID-19 cancellation when Idaho State was supposed to come to Cedar City. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, SCU could, could surprise them. If there was sure. a if there was any team outside of Idaho and uh, Montana State that could give Idaho State a run for their money, it might be SU. Shreya Doherty yeah. poses a, a pretty good challenge uh, for their lead guard. Uh, I believe Bose is her name, and uh, obviously it's going to be tough though. Idaho State's really talented. They lead basically every statistical category, and I think it's kind of a two horse race between yeah. them and and their co state counterparts, yeah. Idaho, for that. Uh, that tournament bid yeah dora goals uh, from idaho goals, State. That's yeah right. sharita sharita does uh offer a lot of length there um the thing is with with seu women is that when they are on they are very difficult to stop when they True. execute their game plan they are very difficult to stop when they commit on defense they're one of the best defensive play- teams in the league it's just getting them to do that and we've seen them at times this season connor just stop playing I mean they I mean the the last game in the fourth quarter where they just couldn't do a thing against Portland State. You hope the other T-Bird team comes out and and takes advantage of of University of Northern Colorado in that round 2 matchup. It sucks when your two best bench players are lost for Yeah. the rest of the season though. Yeah. You wonder Potentially. if you wonder if Dela and, and Kinsley will be back today, but I guess we're going to find out. Uh yeah. That's part of the reason why I feel like Tracy deserves more credit. She's basically combed four players into an entire team. Right. Like, Alexa Lord's getting a lot of minutes. Yeah. That's no disrespect to Alexa Lord, but I don't think they were anticipating her and Sam Johnston to have such right. important roles in this first season. Right. Uh, so bad injury luck for them, but a chance to to 
make it all can I mean make it all not matter basically just leave it all behind and, mm-hmm. and go and win in Boise um so those teams may well be coming to the end of their 2021 campaigns but for the SU football team the season has only just begun the T-Birds fell in heartbreaking fashion in both of their opening games this season yeah. but have a chance to bounce back at Cal Poly on Saturday so they lost on a last-second touchdown to NAU, mm-hmm. their first game, and then a last-second field goal to Idaho State, who they absolutely murdered here last season. Yep. I thought that the football team would probably be better, and it seems like they're not. They're at least at the same level they were last year, and based on how Idaho State came in here and uh, got the win, I'd say they're actually uh, a notch below where they were last season, which is pretty disappointing. Yeah, I mean, their offense has been encouraging to me, at least. Their their defense has left something to be desired, and yes. I I think that we expected that coming in because um, they did lose a lot of of bodies uh, from last year's team. So Justin Miller looks good. Uh, yeah. He's he, he's completed fifty of seventy one passes. He's only thrown one interception in the two games, and that it was, was a pick six. It was a pick six, which you know that hurts. And that hurt, that, and that has crippled SCU in seasons past. Is yeah, tos that lead to TDs. Yeah. So, but yeah, seven but touchdowns, seven too. TDs, and he's and he's been really consistent since that mistake. Yeah. Um, Dane Christiansen, I feel like has had a huge role, much more surprised, yeah. much more uh, involved than I thought he would be as a true freshman. Um, Landon Meesum is like on all conference pace right now. Dude, so good. Already got like more catches than I think than anyone in the conference. Already has a bunch of touchdowns too. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Shanks also started out very well. Um, so there's some encouraging signs. The problem right. is that the defense, especially in the second half of games, has had a real rough time. They just can't manufacture a stop. Yeah, they, and the, the touchdown that they gave up to Idaho State was just like a, such a bad misassignment in the mm-hmm. secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that kept Idaho State in the game. But Idaho State just wanted to lose that game so bad. They were begging to lose that game. They missed the extra point. <laughs> They were just begging, like, please, we don't deserve to win this game. We can't even kick an extra point. And then... Please beat us. And we, we, we fumbled them at the it. end there. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you give up 433 yards to Idaho State. You deserve to lose the game. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough sledding. I really thought that the, the schedule broke well for them, and uh, they might be able to win both of these two games and kind of have some momentum. But this Cal Poly game kind of becomes a make or break. I know. I know. <laughs> because we there's only four games left. We mentioned a little bit that, you know, Demario Warren, I'm sorry, pal, your seat's getting a little warm and you got to you gotta manufacture a few wins this season. Yeah. So I don't want to speculate on that at all. All I know is that they have two road games <laughs> before they get to come back home and there are only two home games left this season are against Weber, who is very tough. They're and very good. And NAU, who already beat you. So... Yeah. If they don't win at Cal Poly and if they don't put up a fight at the University of Idaho two weeks from Saturday, it's 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 looking like it might be another winless season for SU, which mm-hmm. would be very disappointing given uh, the progress that they made last season. Yep, I agree. So um, other things I want to pop in before we, we close off here, the cross-country team claimed their, the men's cross-country team claimed a Big Sky Conference championship this week and Coach Eric Hewell was named the coach of the year so congratulations to the track and field team who i'd say Mm -hmm. has set the expectation at SU uh for a long time now them in gymnastics and continuing that level of dominance they they knocked off nau who was like the alabama of right cross (laughs) country so congratulations to them and then soccer getting their conference play underway this weekend uh volleyball also having a really good start they've won six in a row at home yeah volleyball has undefeated uh since that first game 
yeah, volleyball team also kind of finding their stride. So we're in the thick of things. It's, stuff's about to slow down a lot once basketball mm-hmm. ends. I think it'll be a lot easier to manage uh, for SCU fans. But um, we're getting towards the 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 slowing down point all of a sudden. It was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much sports. Yeah, we were that. nervous there for a second. <laughs> once we get through this week, um, things will, will definitely take an easier pace. We'll get to focus on football and things a little bit more. But yep. uh, thank you for listening to the Thundercast. Keep an eye out for for Kelton's column on the women's basketball snubs yes. uh, this week and all of our written recaps and previews. Um, and any other thoughts, Kelton? I'm good. Let's go win a conference championship. Woo! Yeah. Bye. Bye.